0: Hello, guys. This is Jerry Timms with the Jerry Timms podcast channel. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of 2021. And uh, I appreciate you clicking the play button and uh, just checking it out. Um, Saw some hits from Ireland, uh, Canada, uh, Europe pretty much, basically. And so I want to thank all of you for either accidentally pushing uh, that button or, you know, listening to, you know, for for the little bit. But uh, today I wanted to go over uh, just who I am. A lot of you guys uh, probably see the picture on my uh, podcast and wonder, you know, uh, of what uh, race I am. And uh, I wanted to say that I am a proud member of the uh, Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma. I am almost full-blood, 15, 16. I heard a a Native American comedian say that, uh, Jim Rule, uh, say that (laughs) if you're Native, you kind of got to keep up with fractions. And uh, (laughs) I thought that was the funniest thing uh, because it is true. Uh, My children are uh, slightly less than half so I don't know their exact number, but uh, yes, you kind of got to know some fractions. And uh, that goes to Jim Um uh, He's a great Native American comedian that I, I really like. You can check him out on YouTube and all that. But I wanted to say, uh, introduce myself. I haven't really introduced myself of who I am and, and what I do uh, because I'm actually just starting really to you know, try to be more of a podcaster instead of someone who's just trying out. So obviously the, you know, my language or, um, you know, just being able to speak is is a little difficult, but I am doing a little better. Uh, Took a break uh, from COVID because, uh, like I said, uh, COVID had uh, a negative impact on a lot of people and for me it was depression for me it was uh a lack of uh motivation and uh i think i'm finally kind of getting that motivation back i'm finally i'm finally able to play a guitar or the piano i just kept that all uh, in the garage and never you know never never attempted but uh here lately been getting back to it um and so I'm getting back to this podcast, and uh, I may do some YouTube videos uh, musically, thinking about it. Uh, but I wanted to introduce myself. Um, I'm from southeastern Oklahoma. Uh, that's where the Choctaw Nation is. Uh, there's ten and a half counties within the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, and I was I am from the southern tip uh broken bow uh for many of you guys who want to know where that is uh or if you've ever heard of the beavers Bend state park uh most people have uh that's where that's where I'm from I was raised there in uh Fort Towson area that's where I'm from actually that's a little bit more west but uh that's where I'm from and then uh settled in McCurtain county there for a little while for several years, and worked with the great Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma. Um, it's good people there. I miss it. Good people there, and uh, met a lot of good people, and I do miss them. Um, but I am Choctaw, almost full blood. Um, when uh, about five or six years ago, I was asked several times, uh, because I play music and uh, I did a couple of radio interviews and I'm not a really good speaker at all, but I did a couple of radio interviews, uh, a little TV interview, and the question that I was asked is, what does it mean to be uh, Choctaw? What does it mean to be uh, of my tribe? and of course, you would say the things you know that I am honored to be Choctaw. I'm proud to be Choctaw. But up until about five, six years ago, whenever when I was started being asked that question, I really didn't think about it. Um, I have a song on Spotify, but I do have a lot of music on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Google Play, all the major downloading sites. I I have a song uh, called Choctaw Boy, and what that does is that explains my childhood. In a nutshell, um, I was from the Fort Towson area. So if you Google Fort Towson, you'll see that it's just a really small town of about probably less than fifteen hundred people. Uh, I grew up in the 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 countryside, uh, about so so miles uh, in the country. Um, I think there was one or two stores in the town, but, uh, I, I grew up north of the, the town, <laughs> and as a little boy, uh, I grew up, and, um, my parents were both, uh, or my mom was a full-blood Choctaw, and my dad, I think he's, uh, around a three-quarters, or a little more than three-quarters, uh, but they both spoke Choctaw really well, and, um uh, So when I'm asked, uh, what does it mean to be Choctaw, I kind of, I kind of look back and I think my Choctaw life um, was really, you know, was really not, you know, I I didn't do, you know, I wasn't like culturally aware. Um, I did know that I was Native American. Uh, We played Cowboys and Indians as a little kid, Uh, but I didn't know of my heritage. I was always saying I'm Choctaw. I'm Native American, I'm Indian, that's what I used to say. But that was pretty much it. I, I read I read the stories about the great chiefs like uh Sitting Bull, Tecumseh, um Chief Joseph. Um uh, crazy uh, I, I you know, I read up on a lot of uh the the great chiefs um of the Native American and um, I really liked the fact that they rode horses and could hunt, and that was probably that was a really big deal, and probably the one of the biggest things in my life is I looked up, to, like they were stars. I looked up to them. Um, so um, I thought that was a that was a pretty big deal in my life, is uh, to read up on how they were great hunters and great warriors. Anyways, uh, I kind of wish that's uh, where I was at that point when I was a little kid. I made my own bow and arrows and uh, went to the country. Uh, we lived by a creek, and I'd go by there and just pretended to hunt. And my arrows weren't very good, or my bows weren't very good, but that's what I did um, as a little child. Roamed the country, the the creeks and the uh, the backwoods. And did that a, a, a lot of that as a little kid. But when I hit when I hit nine or ten, eleven and twelve, that's when I began my music uh phase. Started listening to like really listening to music. Uh I went on for uh all that in, in a previous episode, but you'll see that the the Native American me in me, the Choctaw in me, that's I really didn't think about that. It was just a given that I was a Choctaw and that I went through life. I <laughs> learned to play basketball fairly well, learned to play baseball fairly well, uh, learned to play music uh, decently, and uh, just ca- kind of went that path from the time that I was uh, 10 years old uh, up until I graduated high school. And uh, even then, uh, the, the the Choctaw side of me just—it was just a given—that I was a Native American. But up until about five or six years ago, when I started really doing some music, uh, people began to have some interest in what I do. Um, I did a couple of actual radio radio interviews with uh, in Arizona. Uh, did a couple here in in uh, Oklahoma. And, uh, the question that was asked to, uh, given to me was, you know, what does it mean to be Choctaw? And, uh, you know, I thought I had an answer, an easy answer for it, you know, proud to be Choctaw. Uh, it's my heritage. Uh, but as far as the uh, like a real meaning, uh, you know, without saying some of the usual things, I was taken aback uh, when I got, uh, through with the, the interviews, I, I would just kind of be kind of bummed. I would be bummed because I didn't have a like a, a, a real hearted answer for that, you know, because uh, when I look back, <clears throat> the Native American, the Choctaw culture wasn't, you know, prominent. Uh, like nowadays, Uh, And you can see that the Choctaws are making strides to preserving culture uh, because about 10 years ago, uh, stickball was introduced. Oh, I mean, it's always been there, but uh, they started having uh, stickball, um, you know, games and things. And it got real big and it started growing. And and more and more throughout the years, you could see uh, little kids, you know, nine, 10 year olds uh, carrying uh, stickball sticks. And we're able to catch and throw and, uh, the native uh, the Choctaw's nation did real, did a real good job of preserving the culture and, and helping it grow and helping it be out there. And, and there's a, there's a yearly, um, there is a, um, Choctaw nation festival on late on Labor Day, Labor Day. And there's a big tournament there, of stick ball, and it's pretty dang amazing, um, it's really big. I mean, there's a lot of people that watch. A lot of competitive teams. Um, the Choctaws are strong. And, and um, you know, it just made me. It makes me think now that I wished we had that when I was young. I wished we had that. Uh, but we didn't. I've always heard of stickball, but it was just something that you read about. And you might see, uh, you know, go into some type of... Uh, convention, you might see, you know, uh, hear stories about it, and, you know, some of the um, people who really, uh, who clung to it and held on to that, they would show us, and it was more of an exhibition than anything, at least in my eyes, through my eyes, that's kind of how it was, but but they didn't have a lot of that uh, when I was younger. I'm talking about... (laughs) When I was a little kid, man, I mean, there was no, we didn't speak Choctaw. Um, I think my older brother, who's who's 11 years older than me, would have a good story to tell. Uh, because I asked him a few times. Um, and he told me because I, I was kind of, uh, I'd like to talk to him again about it. But he was 11 years, he's 11 years older than me, which means he's, he's—it was born around 1965-ish or so. And, um, and he told me a story. He said, uh, I remember, this is him, he said, I remember uh, going to school on my first day and the teacher showed a picture of a dog and she asked us uh, what it was and, you know, all the kids were saying dog and he said, Ofi. And the teacher corrected him and said, no, this is a dog. And he said, Ofi. And my brother, you know, spoke Choctaw for the first four years of his life. And going into, you know, I would say this is around 1969 or probably 1970, uh, that this, you know, that was corrected. And so obviously, obviously from that point on, you know, he had to relearn, he had to learn the English language. And, you know, he's he's in his mid 50s now and he can still carry on some of a conversation with with elders. Uh, as far as speaking, it doesn't speak it that well. But I mean, you're talking fast. You know, you fast forward to 10 years of when I was a, a little kid. By that time, 10 years later, 11 years later, <laughs> and uh <laughs> I had uh, six siblings older older than me, and none of them spoke Choctaw around me. And I would say probably the first three kids, maybe four kids in my family that were born uh, in the late 60s, um, probably can speak or understand Choctaw fairly decently. They just can't talk it that well or speak the language that well. But you fast forward to uh, 10, 11 years from the time my oldest brother was born. I didn't have any Choctaw language spoken to me. And this is kind of a funny story or it's kind of funny to to know that. But this is what I tell people now as I start to understand uh, my tribal walk. But as, a, as, a, as a, a young kid, the only thing that I really heard from my parents is when they got onto me. Uh, Auntie Chimanoni uh I probably can't even say it right Auntie Chiminone Lee Jerry, which meant you know, I'm telling you for the last time, you know, uh and I would hear the word uh fumbly, which means uh spank. So I knew that uh I knew that I would uh when I heard that, that it was time to act right. <laughs> and um my mom would say it in such a way that. that you know, you just you just started behaving. (laughs) Um, But I lived with my aunt there for years, and then every once in a while I'd stay with my mom and dad because they worked at night. So uh, as a little kid, they wanted me to stay with my aunt, and uh, even my aunt, who spoke really, really good Choctaw, didn't speak Choctaw to me because it was easier for her to uh, communicate with me in English than it was to speak in Choctaw. So, and basically... Uh, back in those days, in the early eighties, uh, the family, once they were talking adult things, you didn't, you didn't partake of that conversation. Nowadays, these little kids, you know, <laughs> they want to, want to be a part of the conversation and they listen, but if they couldn't help it, they would begin to speak in Choctaw. And so we had no idea what they were saying at, at all. And usually we had to go outside or something, uh, if you know, if the weather was good, or if, uh, if they needed us to, but as far as the language, that's where my language uh, barrier began. It, it never happened. It never happened for me. I remember certain certain words, you know, that most people know. They laugh about, you know, because it's a f- it's it it sounds kind of funny, you know. I think if you are a Choctaw tribal member, and you know what. What Turkey is, I think you would probably understand that. Yeah, you just probably don't say Turkey in Choctaw, you know that particular way. But uh, I think uh, um, you know, uh, there's just certain words that you you know that sound fu- that sound in English that kind of make a funny sound, and one of them is Turkey. And a lot of you guys know that uh, if you're tri- if you're a tribal member. If you're Choctaw. But that was it. That was my language barrier. That's as far as it got. As I knew some words and I knew some phrases. Um, because when I started hitting nine and ten years old. I started playing basketball, sports. Started playing baseball in my teenage years. And, and really took a hold of music, the guitar. And, uh, you know, uh, from where, where I was. We we took some trips. Uh, some Native American, you know, the Native American kids who were uh, members who had uh, CDIB, uh, CDIB just really tells you that you are a Native American in, in your quantity. So if you have those, you were able to take a, a a Native American trip, and so we did some of that. But uh, that you know, learned a little bit about culture, but just a little bit. It wasn't a lot. And, um, as a young boy, the Choctaw language, it wasn't in my life. I heard my parents speak it. In my mid-twenties, I mean, obviously, I went to college and uh, I didn't take Choctaw courses or Native American courses. There weren't any. Or I would have taken it. Um, So uh, the Choctaw culture just was not uh, prevalent in my life. And I am ashamed of that. I am ashamed of that. It's not my fault, but I think it was easier for my parents to to speak English to me and to my family. And the older ones can speak it a little bit, but the the younger ones, uh, there's eight of us. So like the last four or five of us, uh didn't get spoken to in Choctaw that well I mean we just didn't understand it I would imagine i can i'm not saying that this is the fact but I would imagine that most uh uh Choctaws my age or around that age uh, probably went through the same thing and uh was a barrier kind of sad to say it but it is it's true so it wasn't until I'm 44 now. So it uh, wasn't it up until I got you know 36, 37 years of age is that's when I begin to start being asked, you know, what did what did it mean to be what it mean to be chalked off? And so now with the with the certainty in a the, in a the, in the, I, I can actually say that being a tribal member it has it's it's. What does it mean to be chalked off for me? It means that I am here because my bloodline made it. They survived. And so I'm very proud of my bloodline. There are a lot of people who didn't make that, that voyage from Mississippi. And they succumbed to the you know, to the weather and, and to the, the area uh, because it'd be freezing and, and disease and all that. So my family, my bloodline, my heritage, they made it. And I'm very proud of the fact that they made it. They survived. And I'm sure that they were very young. They were probably 10 years old, 12 years old, teenagers maybe that made it very proud of that i'm very proud of the fact that i can tell my kids you know that you're here because your bloodline made that voyage You survived it and now i talked to elders and, and i had an elder man i was trying to learn the language a little bit and an elder man kindly uh kind of served it to me straight. I was a little embarrassed, you know, because I was trying to learn, but I wasn't doing well. I wasn't saying something right. But he told me, he's like, uh, he said, he said, Jerry, your mama spoke Choctaw really well. Your daddy spoke Choctaw really well. Why can't you speak Choctaw? And uh, I swear to be honest with you, I said, my my parents only spoke Choctaw bit to me when I was either in trouble, which that's funny, yeah. But they only spoke to me in Choctaw when I was in trouble. Or it was uh, when they didn't want me to know what they were talking about. And so, uh, and it was easier to communicate with me in English because I spoke English. And we were at school eight hours a day. You speak what the class speaks, and you listen to the teacher, and you read. You learn how to read, and that's pretty much my Choctaw language experience. He said, "Well," he said, "I he said I, I get that." He said, "I understand that." He said, "But sometimes it sounds like uh, you know you are making fun of us when we talk, when you talk and don't say things the right way." And I told him, I said, I was like, uh, "Well." I think that's why a lot of people quit, because they get made fun of, and they can't speak it right. And there's—honestly and truthfully, there's not a whole lot of time to practice that, you know, the Choctaw language. You can—they have classes in the evening times, but if you don't speak a language every day, it is really hard. If you're only spending time 30 minutes a day out of it to learn some uh, lines and stuff and some phrases— if you don't speak it every day, you'll lose it. The way I can think about it is when I play the guitar, if I don't play in a month, or and in, in it's it's been about six months since I've played anything, but when I got on the guitar the other day and the piano, I realized that my fingers really started caving in, and so I have to restretch them and practice them. And it's a challenge to learn um, the language. I wished they had the Choctaw language when I was in school. And I wish they had the Choctaw language when I was in college. I think they do now. I'm not for certain, but I I think they have college uh, Choctaw courses in high school, or in my area, anyways or where I was from, and I think I think they have them in college as well. So, you know, kudos for preserving that. I think it's really, really important for the Choctaws and the Native American people to preserve their language and all that they can do and all they can. I think it's, uh, it's important, you know, if we're to pass down our culture, uh, little bits of our language, and who we are as a people— um I think it's really important to do that, and um, so, I can honestly say to you that I am very proud to be a Choctaw. I am very proud of the fact that my ancestors and my bloodline survived. They are the reason that I am here. They are the reason my grandchildren are here and my children. They persevered. I wished I could, you know, immediately know who they were or what their names were, but I don't, I can't go back that far. But we're here for a reason, right? We're here because we made it. I'm here because my bloodline made it. So it's pretty amazing to think about it. And... uh, I'm pretty proud of my heritage. They are the ones that I'm proud of. The language barrier i think is a you know is is a big part of of uh the loss is the fact that you know during that time uh Native Americans had to really you know lessen the language. Children were had to be in schools, and and that language got taken from them. So it's a really sad process, but it is, it is a real process. It is reality, and here we are today. And uh, I will say that I'm 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 glad. I, I'm very glad that I live in America with its freedom. I think I'm happy for some of the things that are going on, but then there's some things that I feel that's too much, maybe. (laughs) I won't get political and all that, but uh, on the Native American side of me, uh, the Choctaw side of me, um, I really wished I knew more of the language. And so I do. I I look up the language and I talk it um, as much as I can. Uh, But it's not enough, obviously. So I wrote a song called Choctaw Boy and it's uh you can you can download it on Apple, you can download it on iTunes, Amazon, Google, or if you have a Spotify premium or Spotify, you can you can click my name and you 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 can listen to Choctaw Boy. And it kinda explains I'm thankful for my family and, and to the creator above. I'm thankful um for all the memories. That my family gave me and that my papa gave me. And told and, is hello. Achimachukma means I'm doing just fine. Chishnato, how are you? And uh, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So I wanted to kind of explain to you who I am. As a person, you know that I love music. You know that I'm Choctaw now. And you know that... uh there was a barrier, and there is a reason why uh, some of the modern Choctaws do not speak the language here. It's a sad thing, but they are doing, they are. Have, they have classes, and they have classes. They have instructors, and they are doing an amazing job at preserving the culture of the Choctaws, of the Choctaw people, the clothing, the pottery, the food. Um, we pay homage to that, and we paid homage to that, and the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma pays homage to that. I don't speak for the Choctaw Nation, but uh, I'm pretty proud of of, of uh, the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, the leadership. I'm pretty proud of that. And for my family, I'm proud of my bloodline. I'm proud of them. And uh, my children know that, and my grandchildren will know that. But that's about it. That's about all I got for that. Um, I'll keep babbling. But I just wanted you guys to know that uh, that's who I was. I am Choctaw, Native American. And there's uh, that 1% Irish that's been detected in me Uh I spell my last name T-I-O-M-S, and I think uh, you can spell that in you know T-H-A-M-E-S, maybe. I've heard it pronounced that way. But um, <clears throat> I want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for hitting the play button and, and listening all the way through. Um, reach out to me, uh, JerryTims at hotmail dot com. Also, uh, just check out the music. Like I said, you can check it out on Spotify. Jerry Timms, uh, Apple Music, YouTube, uh, also you can, you know, on Google and uh, Amazon, all the major downloading sites. So if you're interested, please do. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day and stay safe out there. Uh, we're all in this together. peace a lot